Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. This morning we are going to talk about um, the beautiful scripture in this story about the woman with the issue of blood. And our title for this study is going to be a question that Jesus asked, Who touched me? And so I want to take a look at this story a little in depth so that we can get some uh, principles, some truth out of this so that we can apply into our lives and get our desired outcome. Um, but as you, as I stated earlier, we have to do something to Jesus. Uh, we have to touch him. And he makes the statement as I opened up, who touched me? So let's take a little um, look at this story. Let's read it. It's located in a couple of different places in the Bible, in the book of Mark, uh, chapter 5, 25 through 34. And it is also located in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48, and Matthew 9, 20 to 22. So that's where you can locate it and find uh, the story concerned uh, with the woman. So let's take a look at it from Mark, and um, we will uh, then uh, go into it. If it takes us two podcasts, it does take us two. But I want to um, take some time and really look into this so that we can get the best outcome for ourselves. Let's go ahead and read this. Um, we're going to take it from the book of uh, from, from Mark, and uh, we will go and follow this story. And a great crowd followed him and throng about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the report about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched me? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd, right? Pressing around you, don't you? I mean, what are you talking about? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And so that is the account of um, this story written in the book of Mark. And um, But Luke adds a different twist to it, and so does Matthew. But how did we know that? Um, all of the things that were listed there, that she was 12 years and all those different things and so forth, because she told them. Uh, we see that is uh, that that is documented in Luke chapter 8, 4, uh, 43 to 48. When the woman realized that she had not stayed hidden, hidden she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. Um, the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. And he said, daughter, uh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So she uh, told the whole crowd 
her story. She was the one that explained that um, she had this problem and that it was for 12 years and so forth. So it is very important that we take a look at this story a little deeper to get some insight into it. Now, according to the um, Jewish belief system, uh, this woman had uh, issue with blood. And according to their uh, uh, belief system, as I said, that she shouldn't be where she was. And um, she could have been in a lot of trouble. In other words, they probably could have killed her if they knew what she was, uh, that she had this issue of blood. And you have to go back and take a look in, um, in Leviticus, I think it is, Leviticus chapter 15, verses 25 through 27. And so according to their Jewish custom or their law, that uh, this woman um, was um, in jeopardy for what she was doing. She was in a lot of trouble had she found out. She was considered to be unclean or deemed unclean because of this particular ailment that she had. And again, if you go back and read what it says in, in Leviticus, you will then get a full picture of what it talks. It says, When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies in or while she discharges continue will be unclean. And if her bed during her monthly period and anything she sits on will be unclean. And during her period, anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water and they will be um, unclean till evening. So there's this strict law that is set up. This is their custom. And so she was considered unclean. And um, I know a lot of us just rush through this thing, but this disease must have been a painful one for this woman to have. And again, she told us that she had it for a long time. I am a man and I cannot even sympathize with a woman that will go through something like that. You know, men, we are historically, I can't handle that type of pain. So we have to um, give respect and honor where it's due. So this woman was in pain for a mighty long time. And so I could even picture um, the struggle that she would have to be in, just, uh, just terrible pain constantly, day in and day out, um, suffering for 12 years. So she is here reciting her story in the book of Luke, and that is how we knew, and we have all this information, and the writers have all this information as to what was going on with her. So according to the story, we see that there are several things. Uh, we know that this is a crowded situation, and because of her illness, uh, she should not be there. Um, everything and everyone that she would touch then would be considered unclean. So this was a dangerous time for this woman, but she wanted something from Jesus Christ. She wanted it so bad that she was willing to risk her life for it. And so we're going to look into the process by which this woman moved through her stuff. It's a very, very powerful story. We tend to gloss over because of, um, you know, we get into a Sunday and everyone just rush through and run out and uh, so they can get home and watch the football game. 
But when you take a deeper look into this, this woman was in, she was in trauma, guys. Um, she had to be lonely because uh, you can't be around people. Um, she had to be segregated, separated, and all of those things. So I'm sure there was a degree of loneliness that she was dealing with. I'm sure that there was a degree of shame that she was dealing with because uh, she's considered unclean. So she's moving around her day, every day of her life for that 12 years um, as an unclean person. So I'm sure that is not doing a good thing on her, um, on her, in her, her character, her, as far as, you know, uh, she feels, I'm sure she must have felt broken. But we know a couple of things about her that, uh, she was a pretty strong woman in the sense that she was very determined. We know that she had money. She was wealthy because it tells us that um, she was spending her money to go and get healed. Um, but it tells us in verse 26, it says, And who had suffered many, um, she had suffered much on the many positions. And so she had, uh, we have to look at her and break it down even to, you know, further. Her fate was in the healthcare system. And so she, because her fate was in the healthcare system, she is approaching those that had in the world's healthcare system. The physicians are the ones that you would seek out to um, get your healing. But uh, um, as we are seeing in the story, that she had suffered a lot under many of them. So she was um, going from doctor to doctor, going to get answers. But her fate, as I mentioned, was in this system, so much so that she was spent all her money in that system and due to her fate. And so as she's beginning to, um, her fate in that system is beginning, is will begin to erode because she will notice and she has noticed that they can't do anything. At some point, it tells us that after she spent all her money, she was broke. And, you know, after that, you got no health care plan. Um, you know, we know that in today's system that when you're broke, you got a problem because the very first thing that they ask you when you sit in the emergency room with your head bleeding and you're laid out on the table um, because of whatever, the first thing they ask, do you have? insurance and how are you going to pay this so we know then that uh, we see some of that type of behavior today even uh, um, back then so the healthcare system um, is, has the same type of uh, thing today as it did then she ran out of money she got worse so there was nothing changing with her except for it was worse than when she started on this thing and so um, we're looking at this woman now her faith is in the healthcare system her money, um, she's losing her wealth. She's getting poorer every minute going after these doctors. But we know she wants to get her healing. We know that she is suffering in pain. We know that um, the fact that I'm sure some degree of loneliness, some degree of self-worth is being uh, crushed because of um, being unclean and not uh, approachable by anyone can get a hug, a kiss, any of those things. And so this woman is not only physically deteriorating she's i'm sure she's mentally also deteriorating and so you may be there today and um but i want to encourage you guys and i want to take i'm going to take some time with this and i'm going to teach really uh we're going to go through it it's going to be a couple of uh 
podcast with it because there's so much in it and I ought to do justice with it. So, um, because what we're going to do is when we're finished with this, I'm going to pray for those that are sick once I'm finished with this series. So here we go about this woman. We're just giving the background as to, as to who she is, what's happening in her life. I'm not trying to paint the picture of her situation because I believe uh, that we always gloss over it very quickly. But as I mentioned to you, this woman is in pain. And because of the law of the land at the time, she could not be in the presence of people. And because of that, she was taking a risk by doing what she was doing when she came out into the crowd. But so we see that she, based on law, in the culture of that system, she was in trouble. And uh, But she spent her money, she's broke, and um, she's getting mentally and physically deteriorating. And then it says something here in the scriptures. And so um, she's broken, she's done. She got nothing. Her faith then in the system, the world's healthcare system, also has been ero- eroding as she is, um, you know, getting broke and getting sick. Because if she started in the beginning, if we would look in the beginning or something like that, I would be, you know, walking with my step, going to the doctors. But as I spend more and more time, uh, my faith in their system, in the physicians, in all of their ability would also erode in this process, this 12-year process that this whole thing is going on. So we see several things happening to this woman. We could surmise that there are several things. Number one, physically she's being, um, her health is deteriorating. I am sure mentally also her health, her mental health is deteriorating. We see that her finance is deteriorating and she is in a space of absolute desperation. And so many of us, I always tell people, sometimes many of us have to come and um, be with the pigs, with the prodigal son. He, his revelation didn't come until he was sitting down with the pigs. And many of us have to get to that level before we would even get that revelation where he turned around and he says, wait a minute. It was when he was eating in the pigs that he got the revelation that even the servants in my father's house are eating better than this. Uh, he knew this in his house. He came from a house. He know where he came from. So he knew that the servants were eating better than he was here. But he didn't. It didn't click into him until he was with the pigs. And so um, uh, he, I'm sure, was doing whatever he can within his his ability until he ran out and he realized, wait a minute, um, the servants are eating better. I'm going to go home and see if I can get some of those food over there. But he didn't know that his father has been uh, standing there looking for him since he left. So um, we see this picture with this woman, and um, everything is done. She is broken, and then it tells us in verse 27, she heard the report about Jesus and came up behind him in a crowd and touched him. So we know that she heard something. Something happened to her. For the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing in Romans 10, uh, 17. So she had to hear in order for faith in this new system, if you will, to be ignited before she had her faith in that world system, the hospital and the physicians and all of those stuff. But so now she's going to be um, trans. She's going to switch her faith now from one system to the other system. And that is what you and I have to do in order for us to get our healing. 
So we are going to, as I mentioned, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Uh, the Bible faith or biblical faith or faith to get your stuff, um, as he said, comes from God. So we see that in this story, she has wiped out her, her finances. She's done and she's ready. She's told the whole story. She explained everything. And then it tells us that she heard something. So somebody came by and preached the word to her. Someone came by and told her that, hey, there is another system out here um, that you haven't uh, put your focus on. And when she heard the news concerning this new system, this new healing system, this new um, uh, uh, belief system that she can she can attach to or approach to get her healing. She, after she has lost her faith in the, the previous system, she now needed the information. So you and I will always need the information. So whatever you are trying to believe God for, you would have to go and get that specific information on that subject. If it's financial, you need to go in the scripture and grab that information from that other system, if you will, about your finances while you've been looking at this particular system in the, um, in the, the, the world. For the Bible tells us that there's different systems. And if you, um, you know, you study the Word of God, you'll see how God deals with the financial aspect of, of His people and how He moves on a different plane, if you will. And so you're going to have to switch system, your belief system, in order to obtain the things that you desired. And so that's why we're going to take our time and go through this story and really, really, truly get all of the nuggets so that you can get your desired outcome. So first of all, you have to switch your faith from one system to the other. Um, there's a system of for healing in the world, and then there's God's system for healing. He said, I am the Lord God that heals you. And it tells us that Jesus Christ, by his stripes, we are healed. So there's a system there, but you have to access that in and you need the information first. Uh, if you're looking for financial stuff, you'd have to go and get it from God, get the scriptures in the Bible concerning finances, Exodus 12, uh, 36. And the Lord gave the people uh, favor in the sight of the Egyptian so that they lent unto them such things that they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. So there's ways by which a man can get things um financial stuff from God, and um, you have to go and find all those scriptures concerning that. There are other scriptures that uh, are in the Bible that deal specifically, says Isaiah 45, 3, and I will give you treasures from darkness and hidden tre uh, riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I am the Lord which, that holds you. Uh, we know that there is another scripture. He said um, Psalms uh, 90, uh, Psalms, I think 917, let the favor of the Lord our God be a Upon us and establish the works of our hands upon us establish thou the works of our hands so you have to go find that information like this woman with the issue of blood heard someone preached it to her and she did something about it so what we're going to do is uh, bring this back tomorrow and we're going to continue this stuff and look deeper into this the bible says that the just shall live by faith we walk by faith not by sight thank you for coming to blueprint of faith and remember 
Every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.